This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Welcome to the Untitled Pittsburgh Sports Comedy Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. We are at the Liveberg Studios hey. in Glenshaw. Our producer Ben Stonium is here. Yeah, he was turning those knobs for us. Yeah, we had to we had to cede control of the board with Ben Stonium at the helm. Anything is possible. You betcha. John, at time of recording, it is like the local elections. It's, it is. It's a voting day. Yeah. You got your sticker? Where's your sticker? No. So here's the thing. I was going to go down and vote, and the polls by my house, which is one block away, Hmm. they gave these two old guys, they, like, deputized them. (laughs) Like, I could see from a mile away, like, walking the dog, like, multiple times a day. They're just like, hey, Michael, you vote? You better vote. They're taking it very seriously. You better vote. Yeah. Because they know everybody. And they, they're like, hey, vote. So I drove by them earlier, and I rolled down my window, and I, in my creepiest voice, I said, hello, boys. And then they <laughs> turned and looked at me, and they waved, because I know these dudes. Right. And they're like, did you vote? And, I'm, and I just drove off, because I didn't have... So basically, they are... It's voter intimidation. I like it, but for, <laughs> like, for a cure, like, it, right, in a good way. Right, right, for... Curing apathy. Right. Although, we, t- we talked about that before. Bullying for good. Like, if you go down there, you're signing up for a 12-minute conversation about Broderick Jones. Right. Uh, Joey Porter Jr., the Pirates. Yeah, there was folly. might be something in the air. I went to the gym this morning. I went into work later today, and uh, I don't usually go at this time. And I don't know. At my gym, people were screaming. A lot of boomer generation males screaming very loudly about the Steelers and what needs to happen and uh okay it was it was unsettling i was i was angry i was like i couldn't wait to get out of there Shut and then up. i wrenched my back horribly so what are you going to do my wife found this piece of paper at the gym and took a picture of it and sent it to me and it's just like insane steeler ramblings mm. it's a full position by position breakdown of the yeah. offense and it, just to give you an idea of like... Oh, I saw it. Oh, you saw it. Okay. It looked like it was written by a child, but also... <laughs> yeah. It was, it, it had to have been like a 60-year-old man. Right. So, just to, just to, if you haven't seen it, just to kind of let you know where it's at, uh, they do each position, and it says James Daniels, who is the right guard. Mm-hmm. It says, James Daniels, dash, in it for the money. <laughs> wow. What an accusation to throw around. <laughs> Where's like, where's this guy getting that? Do you info? know that? Do you know James Daniels? Yeah. You know James Daniels is a man of integrity. Maybe in it for sure. the money. Yeah, just, like, just him though. Yeah, what? Just him. Yeah, it was. Uh, 
It was not a good look Mm-mm. for the gym or the Steelers as a fan base. Yeah. I think it was pretty tough. But That's rough. That's a rap sheet right there. That's official. But we do have a guest today. Do I'm we? very I'm very excited for this. A former member of the Bucko Brigade, which of course is the crew of recent college graduates, sort of in between things, figuring out what they're gonna do with a marketing degree that does game day stuff. Uh, at PNC Park, like dicks off with the pierogies mm-hmm. and the parrot. So right. I'm very excited to talk to him a little bit later. That's yeah, gonna I be got a lot some of questions. Fun. I have I have a lot of questions too. And as we talked in the last episode, the Pirates, it was they were never gonna lose another game again. They were 20 and eight. But hey, Mitch Keller, NL Player of the Week, I think. Haven't seen a guy pitch like that in a Pirates uniform. In a while. Since who? Name name names. Maybe like since like Burnett or Liriano. Liriano. You know, Burnett was at this game uh, watching Keller pitch on uh, Mother's Day where Keller was just, he was unhittable, man. It was awesome. And, you know, he had, that guy has that look. You know, you got a friend like this or maybe listener, you out there are this guy. Like, you know, you're a moderately hairy dude. You know, I think I'm probably even above average on like body hair facial hair whatever yeah but like he's got mitch keller has like the thing that tyler glasnow had which is like like weirdly hairless like they don't have hair on their arms nothing right that looks, is weird looks very young there's people like that is you know genetics it takes all kinds we're all you know just a we're all just god's <laughs> creatures or whatever so like keller is that friend and glasnow too like i mean those dudes got rockets for arms but like when you look at them on the mound and when they were first called up, I'm like, how is this guy going to intimidate an Aaron Judge or a Joey Votto with with his stuff? It looks like, you know, looks like a little leaguer standing <laughs> out there. Kid doesn't, his peach fuzz isn't going <laughs> to, isn't going to get the job done. You need a Randy Johnson type. I'm big on, you know, those power pitchers. But hey, Mitch Keller has conquered that, you know, hairless, but fierce. <laughs> He overcame your low opinion of him based solely on his looks. He's handsome. He's just hairless. John, we went golfing last week. Sort of. We went to Top Golf yeah. in Cannonsburg. I got a big bachelor party coming up. And uh it's it's golf centric. You're a little I'm nervous. A little, I'm a little nervous. I am a guy who's played zero golf in my life. Uh so Did you like cool, it? it'll be cool to jam up. All these dudes on the bachelor party. Very serious. And, ha- and have them hate me. They'll certainly be drinking. Mm-hmm. And your slow play right. and ineptitude right. will enrage some of these bros mm-hmm. that you'll have to stand at the front of a church with. Right. And I hurt my back today, like I said. So that's... Oh, me... Things are shaping up. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I am... Rounding into form. I am ready, you know? So do you think that there will be someone at the bachelor party who sucks worse than you? Yes. Like for like it's, you, it's you a know. big it's a big party. There's like twelve dudes. Do Come you, on, but do you know like oh this guy definitely sucks. I think it might be me and one other guy that really suck. Okay, so you yeah. have to outplay, yeah, one guy. Yeah, you to don't not have to be, be the fastest. You just got to be faster than the slowest guy. I wish you luck, and I'm excited to hear back on that. Are, yeah, are you playing like ambitious courses? Not um, that I would even know. But. Right, I don't, and that's the thing. I like I don't know shit about f- so. <laughs> uh, we're going to find out. We're going to find out. Please report back. So y- you weren't instantly bitten by 
the golf bug at all. No, you know, I, I so far, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, John, the thing about golf is once you start, John, you're not going to be able to. It's an obsession. Don't do it, John. <laughs> Don't pick it up because once you start, you know, you're going to have the old ladies going to be mad at you. You know, you're going to, it takes a long time. It takes a lot of time. You're going to be obsessed, right? right? You're going to be that guy. We've all seen this guy just out there, no club in his hand, in public. Waiting in line. At swinging, CBS. swinging an imaginary golf club. That hasn't happened for me yet. I think they were talking about cocaine. Right. This, this, and yeah. people talk about it in much yeah. the same way. And you, you saw me swing. You know, you've played fine. bar games with me. I'm not good at. Like you win at that shit. I've never been a guy that like whether it's cornhole. I just I just don't tend to. I tend to not. I don't know what happens. I like lose focus. You know. Well, I'm excited to hear how the uh, how the golf excursion goes. Mm-hmm. And just remember, if it's not going well with you and the other guy at the back of the pack, right? Dare him to do a shot, and if he doesn't do it, he's a fucking baby. <laughs> There you go. Dude, you got to go. You got to go straight back to okay. to sophomore year. Right. You got to be. You're right. I'm insecure. Yes. Let's let's take this. Let's go nuclear. Correct. Yeah, I know how to do that. Well, John, one of the NFL's greatest traditions: schedule release day. Mm. The schedules are out there. The Steelers' schedule has dropped. Mm. We finally have an opening week home game, which hasn't happened in. I, I kind of like, like that we like never did because it was like, you know, early in the season you're like looking for you're like yeah, yeah you know what and we're gonna sh- we're mad we're playing angry we never get a home so now when we drop the opener to the 49ers yeah. it'll be because we were complacent yeah uh, but the great tradition surrounding the schedule release is looking at the schedule mm-hmm. and then texting your buddies and being like yo Vegas. Steelers Raiders September 24th come on guys night game right it's a new stadium and then slowly backing out because look you look at these dates October 29th December 7th sure sure (laughs) you know I'll be fine yeah right I'll be fine on that day that might as well be 10 years from now I'll be in such a I'll be in such a better place financially things are gonna be you know I won't feel how I feel now it'll be then you know, but and, I I think we all remember you know where we were when we found out that we'd be playing Cleveland on November nineteenth at uh, Cleveland Brown <laughs> Stadium, one o'clock start. I've already circle that one. I've already bailed on one of these games. My buddy hit me up and he's like, Steelers Colts. What? I bought. My buddy texted me. He said I bought two club level tickets. That's your friend from Naptown. Where am I? Right, let's let's look at the schedule here. Go to Seattle, be a huge asshole. I would like to do that. Because <laughs> people are always like, Seattle, Pittsburgh. Like, nah. Yeah. Nah, what are the Seattle locals like? What's the Yinzer version of a Seattleite? I would love to go to a game in Baltimore. I would like to be martyred. Right. For the cause of... Immortalized. Steeler Nation. It's like, hey, remember Tad? Oh, yeah, the guy that got, he got killed at that yeah, Ravens game. he was game. quartered. He was quartered like William Wallace. Like his arm, his arm is in the bay. His head is like where they filmed The Wire. But yeah, to go to a real like I think gritty town and have you know not a, not a hipster place like Seattle, but they might be saying the same thing about us. Can I tell you a little story? Sure. I uh, went out for a cup of coffee the other day. I was just you know I had some 
emails to send. I wanted to zone in. You know, I'm not a guy that does that a lot, but I was like, you know what? I'll get a coffee. I have a little time. I'm going to stop at this place called, uh, it, it, it was a bunch of letters on there. K-L-V-N. Oh, coffee. no. Yeah? Yeah, I know this place. And uh, you want to you hear? I, it's in East Liberty. Yeah. You know, what are the staples of like a hip coffee shop? A lot of wood. Ornate some, wood. Some cacti around. Succulents, yes. You order the coffee and the person's like, yeah. You're like, can I get a black coffee? They're like, right on. <laughs> right, can I get? Yeah, absolutely, man. <laughs> you know, just like, for so sure. Relaxed, for like, sure. So yeah. Maybe like Fleet Foxes or one of those bands are playing on there. Like yeah. something pastoral. And then I'm like, I got to like know more about this place. But then I read this description on this website and I had to, you, I'm just going to read it. You could tell me what, what okay. you think is going on here about us. We've always felt that good coffees possess a finer quality than mere mind-melting taste. That they are the latest rare and transient phase in a good system. The name in the letters is a refracted reference to Lord Kelvin, 19th century British mathematician and scientist of the scale of absolute temperature and the first law of thermodynamics. Jesus Christ. Which you knew, right? Obviously. Okay. That energy is neither created nor destroyed, but transformed from one form to another provides us with an image analogous to coffee. Kelvin is a sector of sustained ethereal energy, stained in light, <laughs> gleaming outward, forward and upward, illuminating a corner in the world and structured by a connective thread working towards warmth, subtle precision, and the radiant concept of being. It is the form of our place within this lattice structure of spangled sunlight. <laughs> so come on out and hang. There's a gentle breeze drifting through the palms. The sand's hot and we've got coolers full of refreshments on ice. If you look hard enough, you can just see the islands through the hazy heat way over there. How much of that did you make up? I swear to God, that is all real. Okay, but what the f*** are we talking about? <laughs> Hold on a second. I thought I was tripping on acid when I read that. Hold on a second. What was the pivot to the island imagery? I know. At the very end. the final act. At the very end, I'm like, okay, I get this. We're spangled lattice of light. We're ethereal (laughs) beings. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like. Right now, I'm on board with all that. Okay. I get what you're going here. The islands? Yeah. We're landlocked, baby. What are you talking about? Right. Well, just imagine three people trying to wordsmith that, and they're like, we need something else. What like what's like a show people really like? Lost. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's an island. There's an island that, like there's no island theme to that coffee shop. What in the what? Give me a break. Well look, they need to hire us as consultants, right? Because look <laughs> I was into I was into the vibe there. I think it's nice to have a nice coffee shop where people are doing you know, the product was good. I enjoyed it. That's why I looked at the website in the first place. But like, look, you're not gonna win over your average Pittsburgher. With spangled lattice of a serial bullshit. All right? right. That's not going to work in this town. Okay. You're making us look soft. So you bring us in as consultants. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're in the meeting and they're like, so here's what it is. Right. And you're going to love this. Mm-hmm. Lord Kelvin. Let me lift that up. Did a lot. Celebrate that. Inside. Let's make space for this. Yeah. Let's hold space for this. And we're like, okay, great. It's KLVN coffee. And they're like, no, it's Kelvin. No, no, no. 
your four cousins. Keith. Yes. Larry. Yep. Vince. Vince and Neil. Yeah. It's a family business. It's nice that they did that. Four cousins. Yeah. There's Keith. There's Larry, Vince, and Neil. My sister actually went to college with Neil. IUP. Didn't finish. But but they were up there they around knew the each same other. time. Yeah. Nice guy. That about us, Paige, that was a sin what you just read. wildest shit I've ever read. That's crazy. I had to stop halfway through. I'm like... Look at her out. Take I'm a like, walk. Yeah. A couple deep breaths. Damn, I need a cigarette. Um, <laughs> Lord Kelvin. Joining us now on the Untitled Pittsburgh Sports Comedy Podcast, former Bucko Brigader. Brigadier, maybe? Not really sure. Mm. Uh, but a member of the Bucko Brigade for some time, Jamie Byron. Jamie, how you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. Happy to uh, talk to you guys about my experience as a Pirates employee. Tell us about the Bucko Brigade um, and like what the game day duties are for someone involved in it. Um, it's actually a really good time. You know, I was doing it as a college kid. I think it was like eight fifty an hour or something like that. So like, I was like, that's cool. We get free tickets to the stadium whenever. Kind of just roaming the stadium the whole game. It's a good time. Jamie, I'm curious. Uh, there's the hot dog gun. There's the shirts. What was the thing that you loved to do the most, and what was the thing you hated? Like, what was the duty that no one wanted? I think everybody loved when it was their turn to, like, do the actual shooting of the gun. There really wasn't anything that was too bad, I guess, putting on, like, the Chick-fil-A cow costume sometimes for, like, spotted cows. That could be a little <laughs> unpleasant. I'm going to go ahead and ask the obvious question. Did you ever think about freezing a T-shirt when you knew, like, an enemy from high school was going to be at the game and, and blasting them with it? We didn't do any T-shirt freezing. There are definitely moments in the tunnels or down in the Buckeye Brigade locker room where we would just load up a bunch of random stuff into that gun and let it fire away. <laughs> oh, Jamie, my man. <laughs> my man. You know, like ping, ping pong balls and all whatever was really in the room. Has anyone ever gotten badly hurt doing the pierogi race? You know what? My buddy Shane, who was a pierogi for a while, and then he was Buckeye Brigade with me for a long time. They had like a WWE night, and they had Scott Steiner clothesline. I think it was Cheese Chester. And whoever wow. was inside the costume actually got pretty, like, roughed up by that stage tackle. <laughs> big Papa Pump. Yeah, Big Papa Pump took out Cheese Chester there. Did, were there ever, like, obviously there's the storylines that they do with the pierogies over the course of a season, but was there ever any kind of, like, internal beef where, like, it actually got competitive? Maybe one pierogi doesn't like another? Any kind of, like squabbles like fighting shouting in the locker room any stuff like that where it got heated i guess a little bit not too heated but there's always like kids that are like 18 19 20 21 still think they're somewhat athletic so we were trying to get into the races a little bit they're trying to prove something they're trying to prove themselves yeah you try to win the races that you're in until you get halfway around the track and realize like somebody's way ahead once you get around the bullpen you can kind of decide like all right do i feel like sprinting this out today or do i want to not caring. Oh, so they don't decide the winner beforehand? Don't you guys like do bits and stuff? Like They do do that. I think they keep the score and they try to even it out a little towards the end of the season so that the last home stand can have like it's still a close running. But as far as like showing up, they'll be like, You four are on pierogi duty today. Is there like a a logical promotion path to becoming the pirate parrot, or is that like a whole different realm? I think there has been some substituting into, well, the pirate parrots are a full-time job. Seems like a sweet gig. I think there's some, like, small mascot click in Pittsburgh, actually. I'm pretty sure, like, a guy and his uncle are, like, stealing the beam and the pirate, and one of them is also the penguin. Like, there's a, a squad of, like, five of them that just rotate in through all of the mascots. Really? Whoa. 
I'm pretty sure, yeah. It's like one guy who was a pierogi was also Steely McBeam, something like that. There's some Mascot Illuminati. <laughs> Literally, yeah, a little mascot click going on in Pittsburgh. Well, last question for you here. Are you familiar with beat off Bucks? I am not familiar with beat off Bucks. All right, well, it's, <laughs> it's a new movement. <laughs> it's, it's We're trying very, to get it to catch on. It's very simple. In in any situation uh, that you would say beat them Bucks, you just say beat them off Bucks, and you just never explain it. Yeah, sure, beat them off Bucks. Oh, that was great. <laughs> All right, Jamie, dude, thanks so much for doing this. How can people uh, How can people find you and, and find out more about you and what you do now? Uh, my Instagram is Jamie, J-A-M-I-E underscore good life, G-O-O-D-L-I-F-E, and just watch the Buckos beat them off on the MLB TV because we don't get that <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Thanks so much for doing this. Check him out, Jamie Byron. On Instagram, Jamie underscore Goodlife. I feel like I learned a lot about the inner workings of the Pirates, and also, I'm really concerned that Jamie might die under mysterious circumstances. He may have he may have given away too much about the the mascot nepotism, mm-hmm. the see the underbelly right of the life of a professional mascot. If it gets out that. You know, college kids are shooting each other with that gun under the... <laughs> In the bowels yeah. of the stadium? That's That could be bad. Man, imagine loading up a 12-ounce beer into that gun. Right, well, how every kid is like, man, be. it would be cool to shoot my little brother with that thing. Like, you're at the pirate game, you're like, right. how do I get one of those? You know, so they're doing God's work for us. All right, John, before we, before we get out of here... Mm couple things I want to touch on still. Okay, touch them. Mason Rudolph is back. Mace, you know I nothing changed with my lip. <laughs> what do you think, man? I just feel like it's so appropriate for his storyline that he would get no call. Uh, you didn't even hear that he was visiting anywhere, did you? No, I, I expected him to be like, Mason Rudolph. Uh, to the Houston Texans. Houston Texans. Yeah. He, yeah. Nah, no. He's typecast as just can't catch a break, Charlie Brown. Haven't we all suffered enough? Right. You know what I mean? Like, don't you think even he's like, he's like, I I guess I've got the apartment. Right. Yeah. I don't have to move all my stuff. I mean, he's going to make a ton of money, so I don't feel that bad for him. Maybe he has a brother who plays defensive end next year. Jason Jason Rudolph. Jason Rudolph. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I guess I was I was hoping for a fresh start for everyone. Yeah, I think myself included. Yeah, but hey, nude Ben. Nation, yeah, will be oh, this able is to a, carry on. We should have the mayor, Mike Fannin, back on the program yeah. to talk about what this means for Nude Ben Ma- Nation to know that they can trot out those Nude Ben number two jerseys right. yet again. We might even be able to get Mason on. <laughs> and what an indictment of his career yeah. that would be if he was mm-hmm. like, and like not even on the phone. He's like, I can come in. Yeah, we're like, nah, it's okay. <laughs> It's easier to just do it over the phone. It's, it's like, right. no, no, I can drive up to Glenshaw, guys. Yeah. It's it's no problem. Yeah. Uh. Before we get out of here, I'm leaving my current job to start a new, different opportunity. I know that this sounds like a bit set up. It's not. Mm, this is real, folks. I'm leaving a job, a fantastic place where I've worked for a long time. And, John, you and I used to work there together. That's how we met. That's what started all this bullshit. I, I know. So, <laughs> so we have this coworker. A nice guy. He's he was down with most of the bullshit, you know, like the slappy things you do, yeah, and like the 
the the office culture. He's he was down to get lunch. You he know, he was doing well. He was he was. We were bringing him along. So Halloween is rolling around, and we decide we're going to do the Wizard of Oz. We're mm-hmm. all going to dress up like cast members from the Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. So we're like talking about it, and we're like sort of game planning. Halloween's coming up before it's, we know it. Yeah, before we know it, Halloween is here. Right, and we come into work. I'm wearing a Steeler T-shirt and shorts. Yeah, I woke up that morning like, well, fucking obviously this isn't. We didn't come to a we, solid plan. We no one. There was no text thread. There was no follow up. <laughs> <laughs> so we get into work. We get, we get to work, and this, <laughs> this nice new guy. That we, you know, that I, I think he liked us. He did like He'd us. He'd been on the job less than a year. We, we liked him. We, we liked him. Yeah. We still like him. We still like him. I walk in that office <laughs> and I open the door and John turns and looks at me <laughs> with just like fear and terror and shame in his eyes. And then I look over and our coworker is dressed as the cowardly lion. The whiskers. Whisk- <laughs> face paint. Whiskers. The nose. The ears. The- <laughs> The like tiara, like ear, yeah. He had a he had some sort of like <laughs> some sort of cloth mane motif going. He had the he had a oh, pin on tail. He put time <laughs> into this thing that we all like. What? No one, no one, <laughs> no, no one, not a soul. This no one was the dressed only up. Guy, just a solo lion. <laughs> we just left this poor bastard out out there. I've never felt like more of a piece of shit in my entire <laughs> life. And this is what's great about, you know, the human mind, the human spirit. After a couple hours of feeling real bad, we moved on. You know, we, we kind of accepted it. And, like, and, and, you know, I think in his mind, he's like, well, I came to work like this. I have to stay like this. He didn't take he anything didn't take off. off. By the time lunch rolled I'm around. Blocked. I compartmentalized it. I'm like, well, you know what? I'm not going to beat myself up about right. some right. asshole dressed like a lion. Well, he should have called me. He should have asked. Clearly, we weren't going to do this. We're, we weren't going to. We don't have the follow through for fucking costumes. To this day, I think as nice as this guy is, he has to deep down really fucking hate us for that. He had courage. <laughs> he had courage. He had courage. He indeed. had courage. I'm glad we were able to sort of unpack it here. Yeah. <laughs> mm. If I ever need a need a laugh, I just think about that poor bastard. That's so horrible. Well, hey John. Hey. That's gonna do it. That's it. That's gonna do it for the untitled Pittsburgh Sports Comedy Podcast. Huge shout out to Ben Stonium. Huge shout out to Jamie Byron. Big thanks to Lyberg Studios up here in Glenshaw. As always, you can hit us up on the hotline 412-368-6375 or via email untitledpittsburgh at gmail.com. It's the Untitled Pittsburgh Sports Comedy Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network.